The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, we're now joined on the line by the Dr. Jilan Wabda Abdalmajad, the Palestine Ambassador to Ireland. Ambassador, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Good morning. Now, the extent of what's happening in Gaza at the moment is such that I suspect no Palestinian living anywhere in the world, given the extent of the deaths and injuries, that no Palestinian is untouched by what's happening. Oh, my God. It's uh, It has been more than three months, Pat, uh, for the Palestinians in Gaza and in West Bank. Um, I don't ex- exclude the West Bank as well, but uh, the savage war that launched by Israel uh, against the Palestinian people uh, in Gaza left so far more than 25,000 Palestinians um, killed, has been killed, and more than, like, you know, 60,000 uh, 60, injured. Um, the, 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 the thing that really touches any human being on this earth is that Israel is using starvation. You know, I I don't want to say, I don't want to talk about the killing. I don't want to talk about the war crimes that committed using like you know this um what 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 in in, in the international law uh, could be uh, translated into genocide it's using food starvation famine um i mean um uh, there's no health system i mean uh, five out of 36 hospitals is like you know partially partially worked in gaza i mean there is no place to go more than 1.9 million of palestinian has been displaced uh, we are like, you know, living in Gaza more than 2.3 millions. Like to say that more than 1.9 millions displaced, there is no safe place. There is no actually places to sit. Many of those peoples are taking shelters in the UN schools or tents that, uh, that like, you know, they put it everywhere in Gaza, uh, especially now in the south. I, I talk about, about Rafah that, that holds like more than 1.2 million uh, people before, like, you know, the population of the, the Rafah on, on the borders with Egypt. It's like, you know, 200,000. Imagine, mm-hmm. imagine the life of, of every Gazan uh, who lives there at, at the minute. And Israel, they don't say, I, I mean, they don't... Uh, think of any uh, human being like you know live on this uh, a piece of land like it's a 365 kilometers it's half half of of the of the area of county louth here so it's a tiny area and uh, so it's many people very... living there to begin with and then yeah. uh, following the uh, incursion by israel into the gaza strip and um, they are being forced in huge numbers into an even smaller area near Rafa. Now, uh, the Israelis would claim, and the ambassador was on with us the other day, saying that they are doing their best to allow aid through. What do you say in response to to those claims? I mean, uh, like taking this uh, uh, report, a UN expert who said that, I mean, what's going uh, in Gaza is genocide. I mean, 80% of the people facing famine or catastrophic hunger. This is something that you cannot discuss. You cannot uh, even argue with. I mean, you, we, we witness, we, we witness this genocide. We witness a live stream. What's going on in Gaza? There is, I mean, the trucks that goes to Gaza, even though if it's if it's like you know, go and allow to be enter. Uh, Gaza and uh, and by the way, it's the decision by the Israelis. Uh, they reject so many kinds of. Uh, uh, I mean, aid uh, from countries. This is not allowed. This is not allowed. At the end of the day, I see on my uh, on my eyes uh, 
on the international, like, you know, um, um, media platforms, uh, local platforms, social media, I see the people, how they are really starving and how they are really suffering. Uh, the, the question of genocide, and uh, you, you've mentioned that, and of course there's a case being taken in the International Court of Justice by South Africa against yes. Israel for that. And they reject that totally. They uh, say it's abusing the term genocide against the people that it actually was carried about. And, uh, you know, the ambassador, when she was talking to us, was referring to the Holocaust. Um, when those two comparisons come up, how, uh, how do you feel? First of all, I mean, uh, the, 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 the step that has been taken by, uh, by South Africa was landmark step, taking uh, Israel for the first time in its history uh, to be at the ICJ, at least to give the, the, the Palestinian people like such kind of belief in international, uh, international law. It, we were, we've been failed by humanity and international law. Uh, uh, actually, the case of, of uh, the case that uh, laid by South Africa, they focus on five, uh, five um, uh, main genocidal acts. They, they focus on the mass killing of the Palestinians, the inflection of serious mental and bodily harm, they f- the forced displacement and blockade on essential supplies, the complete destructions of Gaza healthcare and the preventing birth in Gaza by blocking the life-saving uh, medical treatment. The, these are the five pillars of the case of South Africa. And um, um, putting it as, as as a genocide, this is up to the court to decide that. But I mean, the case that was presented by uh, by the, the lawyers or the team of lawyers of, of South Africa was very strong. And we will look at, at um, I mean, a fair uh, and just resolution uh, that comes from the ICJ, at least, as I said, like, you know, to bring yeah. us that there is international law that wouldn't fail the Palestinian and the just cause uh, of the Palestinians. It may take years before a final judgment is handed down by the International yes, Court. Yes, I know the, that. There yes. may be a provisional measure uh, ordered by the uh, court, maybe in the next couple of weeks, which might, yes. uh, for example, insist on an immediate ceasefire. Yeah. Would you expect Israel to obey that injunction from the court because there was such a one against Russia about Ukraine and the Russians didn't pay any attention to it at all? Um, I know that it might, like, you know, um, the decision has been taken for the ceasefire. Uh, I know that in the Security Council, uh, Council, we've been failed. Like, you know, however, like 13 countries, they vote in favor of the ceasefire. I, I think from from what I see, from what's the Palestinian leadership, that the the United States government should take action uh, to implement. Uh, I mean, if there if there has been a decision, and the international the international community should really be uh, strong enough to force this implementation of the ceasefire. I think it's enough for the Palestinian people endure this uh, barbaric war. I mean, it's enough for the international law to fail the Palestinian people. There should be a stance and strong stance from the international community to implement uh, this decision. This decision, um, mm. And I hope that it will be taken by the ICJ. It might be that America, given the electoral pressures on um, Joe Biden, uh, and in some quarters, obviously, there is a push for the Democratic Party to support the idea of a, a ceasefire uh, an immediate ceasefire that doesn't have uh, traction in the White House yet. Uh, the, Joe Biden seems determined to back Israel. And of course, there are 
political electoral reasons why he would continue to to do so. Um, But by the time this comes about, I mean, Netanyahu has indicated that an end to the war or victory, as he would have it, is perhaps weeks or longer away. But those weeks might be sufficient to give the Israelis what they claim they want. Listen, I mean, uh, after like more than three months, uh, Israel didn't achieve the goals that they just claim or they they said that uh, they will destroy Hamas. And uh, actually what they did is killing the Palestinians, make Gaza unlevel place. I mean, they destroy, as I said, the schools, universities, hospitals, bakeries. I mean, they 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 destroy everything. Uh, Gaza, it's almost become unlevel play, unlevel place for them. War always, there is no victory in war. I mean, but for us, the Palestinians, we have uh, proved to ourselves and for the whole people that we are strong, we are resilient, and we have a just cause. Mm-hmm. Even though Israel will continue with that, we will not leave, leave this land because this is our land and we have the right to be there. We have the right to exist. And we, the Palestinian, I just wanted to say that and, and reaffirm this position. Palestinian love life. We were created to live and we deserve to live free Um, in this land. We've talked uh, on the programme with the Israeli ambassador, among others, about the foundation of the State of Israel and uh, how that was given uh, the benediction of the United Nations in its early days. Uh, But, you know, it it was brought about by various um, forces, imperial forces, uh, after the First World War, ultimately getting created in 1948. And then Palestinians were disenfranchised from land that they had occupied. Um, So, you know, you can start the blame game wherever you are. But the current conflict, it started as a result of the events of October 7th. Now, how did you feel when you saw those events unfold? Because with your experience, you must have known that the Israelis would react, perhaps not as harshly and, uh, you know, as fiercely as they have now, but you must have despaired that what was going to rain down upon your fellow citizens in Gaza. Listen, I, uh, I mean, um, the, the the whole the whole issue wasn't started as you know, as everybody knows uh, that this what happens now. It's not starting on the seventh. It has a long. Uh, history of uh, oppression, occupation, uh, colonization. I mean, um, the the expectation of the Palestinian as a result of the seventh of October, like it's not us. It's it's get out of any sight of anybody on this earth. But that is not the case when you come to the rights of the Palestinian. Yes, in 1947, the the partition plan gave the Israelis the right to exist. Um, after like 30 years, we sign uh, the Oslo Accord. We, we the Palestinian, I mean, uh, recognize uh, the right uh, uh, for Israel to exist. They recognize the PLO. But since then, we've been negotiating with Israel and we reach nothing. More colonization in the West Bank. And when we arrive to the 7th of October, we've been warning the whole world that this uh, this oppression, this occupation, this colonization will lead to an exp- explosion. And this explosion happened. Um, the, the consequences of that is uh, like, you know, the whole world, we witnessed that, how the international community didn't react. They didn't manage uh, to to be, to come to a one point to, to stop Israel from 
from bombarding Gaza. I mean, we reach in a point that, I mean, we, the Palestinian, I mean, the humanity failed us, the the international humanity, the international community failed us where we should go. I mean, we need, I mean, our people need to be protected and our rights needed to be protected as well. Um, The the issue, as you say, it does go back uh, to the formation of Israel and the recognition that uh, Israel had a right to have some sort of a statehood in the Middle East, but Palestine also to have a statehood. That actually never happened and so many Palestinians ended up in in Jordan and elsewhere, uh, as well as the Gaza Strip and uh, on the West Bank. Um, But there is one part of the Palestinian uh, operation politically and militarily which is uh, bent on the destruction of the state of Israel. This is why Israel will say it's an existential matter for us in the same way as you are saying now that what's happening to Palestinians in Gaza is absolutely existential. I mean, Gaza is being flattened. It's being, you know, made unlivable in. Um, Pat, I mean, in, in any in any nation, you will find different, different like opinions, different factions. Uh, when you talk about the Palestinians, the majority of the Palestinian people, they look at, uh, at Palestine as a free but we chose uh, Palestinian. We chose the, the the path of peace, and we signed it. And the international community, um, where the the um, I mean, we're there, like witnessing what 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 the Palestinian. And we were consistent. We didn't change it. Uh, in as I said, in any nations, they might be like you know people who support different ideas. There is the li- there is the right, the extreme right. There is the left. Now we witness in Israel. What we witness in Israel? It's a far right government that destroy not only the Palestinian but the Israeli community themselves. I mean, in every community, there will be people who are not like the majority, but the majority of the Palestinians, they support peace and we signed about it and we were committed about it. And obviously, ordinary Palestinians who had nothing to do with the firing of rockets at Israel, nothing to do with the incursion on October the 7th and the the kidnapping of hostages and the the killing of more than a thousand people. Uh, Ordinary Palestinians did, did not do that. So going back to my question about how you felt would, you know, what would happen because the affront to Israel was enormous and I compared it to if if 800 people in the Republic of Ireland were massacred in one day and a number of our citizens were kidnapped. I know how feeling would be running high in this country and I'm sure you understood how feeling would run high in Israel. But did you fear for what has now unfolded that the retribution from Israel would be disproportionate and huge. Listen, I mean, uh, I think we passed through this uh, conversation uh, over the time, like since Israel, I mean, launched its war against Gaza. And uh, even the comparison, it's unfair. Um, I mean, what we witness now is what is the, like, you know, we have to build on this um it, it it has been, I mean, like, you know, I know that how, how the Israeli people feel, but I know how really the Palestinian people feel after three months of bomba- being bombarded and like thousands of families grieving. I mean, if I wanted to go into details, you wouldn't but expect mm. like, you know, what I'm saying on like, you know, the comparison is unfair. I mean, yeah. uh, is there it, is a people... You know, one of my listeners, a number of them, yes. I'll just give you one. It's typical of the questions that are coming in. Um, as ambassador, uh, how do you feel about having to represent those people, the terrorists who committed those outrageous crimes on the 7th of October? Because, 
you know, in your job, you're kind of in representing the people, you're also, in a sense, representing that extreme faction. I represent the Palestinian people. I represent, like, you know, um, well, like, let me let me put it in that way and I will come back to your questions. I mean, tell me, I mean, uh, Mr. Leo Varadkar, uh, Mr. Michal Martin, he's the, the uh, I mean, Mr. Leo Varadkar, the head of the government, he said that I don't want to support, like, you know, the, these people who are really far extremists of the Irish community. I don't, they, I don't represent them. He's representing the whole, the whole Irish people. I represent the whole Palestinian people. It's not a matter of like I should put excuse this is something that you might said that they are terrorists but I don't see that they are terrorists they are armed group they know oh, hang on a second people yes. people who kill pregnant women people who kidnap children people who kidnap babies these are acts of terror what are they if not terrorists listen 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 I mean I don't want to argue with what is the definition of terrorism I wanted to say that we don't agree with killing innocent people. We don't agree of uh, taking hostages of civilians. Yes, I said that. But imagine what I'm saying about the Palestinian killing of innocent Palestinians. A 20, more than 24,000 people have been killed. More, 70% out of them are children and women. Mm. Is this a comparison? It's unfair comparison, Pat. I mean, what I wanted to say is that by the international law, there is no definition of terrorism. I mean, we, the Palestinians, have the right to resist, and this is protected by international law. We chose the right, I mean, the, mo- the majority of the Palestinian people chose the right of public resistance. Yes, part of our people, they still believe in that, because what we witness in the international community, that the rights of the Palestinian is denied for more than 75 years. I think if this, but is there, uh, is there no line you draw? I mean, I would certainly uh, be very critical of Israel for the, the disproportionate response to what happened them on October the 7th and the targeting of facilities which will inevitably contain ordinary Palestinian men, women and, and children. But there's got to be a line that you would draw as to what is acceptable from Hamas and what is not. Listen, Hamas, they have people, I mean, who who believe it. I'm not going to go in details with this, but what I um, what I witnessed recently, I mean, from the people, the political parties of Hamas saying that they would go for the 67 borders, which is all the Palestinian thing that the right to exist and our right mm-hmm. on the 67 borders, uh, uh, I mean, uh, to have a, a free Palestinian state, I think they decided to be like that. They decided to accept it that, I mean, they announce on, on, on this position, there will be still some people who believe in resistance. It's an idea. You cannot kill the ideas. Whether I accept it, I don't accept it, I believe in that or I don't believe in that. This is part of the Palestinian people that exist as every nation on this earth that there are good people, there are people that you don't believe in uh, of their ideology, but they are part of the Palestinian people. They um, are part of, 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 of any, I mean, you cannot just exclude people because of their ideology. This is the, this is the situation it, it, were, were for the those, Were the events of October the 7th to happen in a non-partisan um, situation like we have, the people who did it, the people who kidnapped would be, would be thrown in jail. The people who murdered might face execution in some jurisdictions. Do you know what I mean? Um, because it wasn't listen, as if uh, Hamas it. attacked an army. They did not. They listen, attacked civilian populations. Listen, I mean, I said it from the beginning. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like, listen, I said from the beginning that, I mean, the Palestinian uh, said that we reject that. We don't accept, like, you know, kidnapping innocent people. But 
we are not in a normal situation. No. The, Israel is an occupying power, and we have the right to resist. Yes, there are mistakes happens. I mean, uh, we reject the killing of innocent people. We reject of kidnapping innocent people. But I mean, why you don't discuss the idea of having Palestinians denied their rights? We are occupied. We are colonized. We are oppressed for more than 75 years. I think that's enough to give an idea of the international community that those people deserve life, deserve a normal life. Two things, uh, I suppose, have uh, in recent days have happened that... uh might give you some comfort. The, the European Parliament has uh, voted uh, to, to call for an immediate ceasefire. And we know that many European countries are very sympathetic to the plight of the Palestinians now in the Gaza Strip. But they want, uh, you know, along with that motion, the immediate release of all ha- hostages uh, by Hamas, things that are probably not likely to happen. The second more dispiriting thing from your point of view is overnight Netanyahu doubling down on there will be no Palestinian state. Uh, let him say whatever he wants. I mean, the international community said that and recognize that they're the state of Palestine. I mean, in, in 2012, we've been recognized as a non, uh, an observer state. And uh, we've been in Palestine for the past 30 years, building our institutions and the base for the Palestinian state. I mean, it's not a man who decided that. There is international community, there is international law that believe that. We, uh, I mean, they recognize the, the, our rights to have a state. I mean, for the for the, the 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 European Parliament calling for the ceasefire, I know that it's not it's non-binding and it's highly sim- symbolical. Mm. Um, I know that they put like you know uh, Hamas need to be dismantled uh, for the ceasefire to be. I mean, uh, if if we were failed in the Security Council, I mean, uh, where is the most like binary uh, resolution that should be implemented? I I still look uh, for a better. Yeah. Uh, position. I your mean, your, your, your uh, only real hope, I suppose, is with the United yes. States uh, doing yes. arm, yeah. tw- arm yeah. twisting of Netanyahu and his cabinet. And it's made more complex because this is an election year 2024. Ambassador, uh, thank you very much for joining us on the line. Uh, our first time having a conversation. I look forward to many more. Dr. Jilan Wabba Abdalmajad, thank you very much for joining us on the program. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.